It is uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and we are so pleased to be back with you uh, four to six in the afternoons. And I just thought it was appropriate on my first time back in the expanded hours to have my friend and just a great Baylor legend, uh, Drayton McLean uh, Jr. on with us. And, and uh, Drayton, it is uh, it is very exciting, and uh, I, uh, I I'm I'm privileged to. To have you on today, especially after a, a really nice uh, uh, Baylor win on Saturday. Well, first, Matt, let me welcome you back to this slot. This this is where you have done so well over the last few years, and we've all missed you at this time zone. So, so thank you for being back. And, well, and you... that was a great victory. You know, we came close against Oklahoma State. But, uh, you know, at the start of the season, everybody thought West Virginia would have one of the top ten or top teams in the Big 12. And so that was a great victory. I thought it was uh, – I, I, I really did. It was uh, – those 11 o'clock starts, you never know how the teams are going to respond. But Baylor came out and they, they uh, played really well. Are you um, – Drayton, are you kind of thinking last year the whole pandemic hit, that was a really weird season – the way it all happened after a really nice season under Matt Rule, he leaves the pandemic hits. That had to be an extremely tough situation for uh, Dave Aranda. I, I think, Drayton, it really does seem like we're getting to see um, the full Aranda effect and the defense is looking better. I mean, I, it's uh, all of it is, uh, is, is pretty exciting. What have you – I'm sure you've gotten to visit with Coach Aranda. What have been – your thoughts about him so far? Well, Matt, the, the first impression is I've been to hundreds, maybe thousands of Baylor games over the last week because I grew up in Central Texas and Cameron, so I was going to Baylor games when I was six and seven years old. So I've been to a lot. But i got to confess, I don't think I've ever seen a 75-yard touchdown on the very first play. <laughs> What did you think of that when you, you saw that 75-yard pass play? I, it was great. It was great. And, it, and you're right. I looked up, first of all, and said, oh, my gosh, there's, there's like 14 minutes left. I mean, it was immediate. And that is the way, that is the way to start a ball game. And, uh, and you know, and I, he was in the clear for about 65 of those 75 yards. He was, he was out in front of everybody. So I don't even think any of us knew what to think when we scored so quickly. But you asked about Dave Aranda. He came in the last part of for having to play this last season with the pandemic, very few uh, fans in the stadium, and not really knowing the team and the team not knowing him. But, boy, that was a complete game yesterday, both offense and defense. And I think uh, if Baylor wanted to, they could have scored a couple more touchdowns. Yeah, I think you're right. And by the way, that's uh, I always think it's hard not to think about you, Drayton, when I pull up to the stadium and I see y'all, I see your family's name up there, but it, it really uh it, it's just such a beautiful uh right there on the river. I, I find myself at the press box and I'm sure you do this when you're at games, kind of staring off into the river and uh I would say Drayton, it's one of the more unique uh, it, it ended up being one of the more unique venues in the country. I, other than maybe Tennessee and Washington, I don't know anybody else that has one, you know, right up against a river like that. Well, Matt, I think that was the – not only the river, just several things. There's there's Interstate 35, which is the uh, 
busiest interstate in America. So you think two or 300,000 people go up and down Interstate 35 every day, and they say, wow, there's Baylor University and there's their football stadium. Architecturally, I think it is the most stunning, uh, attractive stadium as you look at them. And so you, you have the river. The river is beautiful. And then don't you think the bridge – the pedestrian bridge over when you, you, you are at a game and, and everybody's coming to the game and you look over and you see that bridge and you just see hundreds and thousands of people walking across the bridge. Uh, you know, that that's what college football is supposed to be about the university. It's supposed to be about the students and, and, and the alumni and, and still the university. It's not what we had at Floyd Casey. But it's all about the university today and uh, having the the uh, pedestrian bridge that brings over most of the people Interstate 35 and then a great football program at Baylor University. We got everything. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree, and uh, it's a lot of fun talking to Drake McClay Jr. on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, you know, the fun thing is Baylor's now having a really good season. If they beat BYU, they're going to jump right back in the top 25. And then another place you hold a degree from. It's not from. if we beat them, but it's when we beat them <laughs> starting at 2.30. <laughs> I like it. I like the attitude. But what I was going to say is uh, how about uh, your other your other school, Michigan State, um, also having a great season. I mean, this is it's kind of fun. They don't always line up like that. You're your two schools yeah, well, uh, well, playing State well is, like this. I, I went to graduate school there in the late fifties, and they had great teams back in those days. And they, like everybody else, uh, you know, they've had good teams and they've struggled at times. But they're really back on top of it again with the new coach, uh, and 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 he is is totally committed to building an outstanding program. So they're undefeated and really excited about the season. So, but but. But boy, we're right here in in, in Central Texas, and in, in, in Baylor, and Baylor's got some really great games with BYU. Then they have Texas, and then they have Oklahoma. Boy, it's all going to be played right here in Central Texas. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And uh, the Baptists, we need to we need to be hospitable and 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 reach out to the Mormons. They're going to be joining us, the LDS folks, and so that's going to be fun. Two religious schools. Getting it on, mm-hmm. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Now, Drayton, what you got to tell me? What did you think when you heard a few months ago about Texas and OU? I, I I'm just curious, uh, and and you know, I always love to get your takes on things. Um, and and, and anytime something happens with Baylor, people are going to contact you immediately. But what was your initial take? And then what do you? Uh, what do you think about what the Big 12 has decided to do with adding these four schools? Well, Matt, I'll be, be truthful to you. I grew up in Central Texas in, in the 50s, and, uh, you know, I love the old Southwest Conference where we played all of the major schools in Texas, and then Arkansas was in there. I love that, that conference, and it kind of broke my heart when, when Arkansas left, and then we the conference kind of changed shape. And uh, and then uh, SMU dropped out, and Rice dropped out, and then TCU did for a short period of time. So I really hated to see. And then AM left to go to the Southeast Conference. It has can kind of slowly taken a lot of the glamour out of it. And you know, 
but we can't live in the past. We got to, we got to face the future the way it is today. And uh, so Texas and Oklahoma decided to leave. I think it's a mistake for both of those schools because you know they really rely on recruiting in Texas, and they're going to play most of their games outside of Texas. So I think that'll hurt them in in some of their recruiting. Uh, since most of their games will be played outside of Texas, and uh, and and just the traditional rivalries between the schools and your friends that went to the various schools in Texas, that was the fun part of, of the football season is the fun you have with your friends about the rivalries and, and winning and losing. And uh, so, you know, I hate to see that, but uh, reality is what it is, and we're getting some really good schools. The University of Houston's coming in. Uh, uh, there is Cincinnati, and they're in the top five, are they not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're right in the middle they're, of it. They're now. in the top five, and BYU was undefeated. Had a loss last week, but they're still in the top 25, and they historically, and I think you, you really said the proper thing there, that, that they are a religious school very similar to, to Baylor, the, the Mormon faith, and they have very high ethical standards. And I think they're going to be a great uh, addition to 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 the Big 12 and, and, and the other schools that are going to come in there. So, so remember the old statement that your mother used to say to you, the best is yet to come. So, you know, change is never easy. Hated to see lose Texas and Oklahoma, but you got to keep moving in life. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it, I think the timing's kind of fun because, like you say, Cincinnati and BYU are both doing great. Houston's actually having a good season. UCF's been a really good team. So this thing, uh, who knows how things will work out. And as we know, this thing could look completely different five years from now or ten Absolutely. years uh, from now. It could and be these, yeah. a little down the road, and we don't understand this. Could The old Southwest Conference could be put back together again. Remember the first part of Big 12 that Nebraska was in there, Missouri was in, and so was Colorado. Who knows? That that could be some configuration again. I uh, Talking to Drayton McLean, uh, McLean Jr. on uh, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I'm sure even though you sold the team, uh, you had a, a really good run as owner of the Houston Astros. You saw them win that World Series. You know, a lot of people have uh, – have made some comments about the Astros in the aftermath of all that, but here they are back in the, the middle of it and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and have a lead in this series. Do you, um, after, does it still, do you still get excited watching the games? Does it feel completely different now? Or do you still, are you still emotionally invested uh, in, 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 in the Astros? Well, you know, we, our family owned the team for 19 years. Uh, and so, you, you know, in a strong belief in the Astros, even before uh, we purchased the team in, in, in 1993. So, you know, that's, that's something that, that we'll always have. And a number of the players that play for the Astros, we drafted them. They came through our, our farm system, like Atuve, the second baseman, who is perhaps the best player on the Astro team. Uh, we drafted him a number of years Uh uh, ago, and, and I know him very well personally and know a number of the other players. So absolutely, we're cheering hard for the Astros, and they won the first two games handily, and I thought they were about to win the third game yesterday, but, you know, in baseball, you never know. 
they made a comeback like the Oklahoma Sooners did, and they the Chicago White Sox did. Uh, or I decided to make me back and won the game where the Astros were ahead by about five runs. But Waco's very, uh, I mean, baseball is very competitive. One of my friends told me that one time you brought, uh, I believe it might have been Coach McQueen in uh, to, to talk to uh, some of the Astros players, the uh, legendary uh, Temple coach. Is that is that accurate? Did you do that you one bet. time? We did. We did sometime. And remember, before spring training started in March, we brought a, a, a con- number, of eight or ten of the players up here, and we went to all of the high schools and the civic clubs, and we took them every year, and Bob McQueen talked to them in Waka Stadium. And he talked to him about the tradition of the of the Temple Wildcats and how they came together every year and what made them so successful. So they look forward to coming up and, and getting to know Coach McQueen and, and learning from him. Yeah, well, I think about you when the Yeomen have a big Friday night game, you know, Cameron Yo, and uh, in your background there because uh, that that's a that's a good program and and uh, they've oh, had that's some, one of the stronger. Yeah programs in, in, in 3A, and, and they're very competitive every year, and they won three state championships in the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah, it's a storied program. Is it true that uh, you you used to challenge uh, Craig Biggio to a, uh, uh, to a foot race before games? You bet every now and then. Craig, Craig was one of those truly, truly, natural athletes if it was a ball he could play it he could do it he he could play baseball he could play basketball he could play football he was a quarterback on the high school team he was a quarterback on his college team uh, uh you know he, he he just was a natural athlete and i was definitely not a natural athlete and, and so I used to challenge him in front of the other players that we'd have some kind of athletic challenge and, uh, and we'd go shoot some baskets, uh, against each other. And, you know, he'd just wipe me out and, uh, <laughs> but, but he was fun too, but it, you know, it's really great to be around those natural athletes that, that have that great skill and, but they're very humble. He's a very fine Christian human being has a great family man and three children and is just a great person and is in the hall of fame. Yeah. With some I of remember it. going to the hall of fame and that was just truly outstanding to see a person of that ability. But, you know, you, we all are around them from time to time. Somebody that just has great, great athletic skills. Yeah. It's uh you talk about hall of famers. I mean, you, you had, you had the killer bees, and uh, what a run. I mean, you're talking about three Hall of Fame talents, boom, 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 right there. And uh, and you got to see the primes uh, of those careers. And I just uh, – and I can kind of in my mind see you sitting back behind home plate in those seats. You kind of like to be right down there uh, in the middle of it. I want to be there then, encouraging them. And, you know, it was just fun to sit there and see their athletic ability. Not only their athletic ability, but their competitiveness. They wanted to win the worst in the world, and so they would they would really play hard. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it was. Uh, by the way, we were very upset as Rangers fans when uh, Nolan, who uh, both organizations claim, you know, it's like we fight over him. He's 
he was, you know, he was y'all's, then he was ours, and then he kind of went back to y'all. <laughs> I think both organizations are always trying to get Nolan, but uh, I know that you had a special relationship with him over the years. That's a uh, that that family is uh, that you know they 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 just uh, and I and I think. I don't know. I think they go back and forth, but probably deep down, there's so many Astros ties because of where they have lived. Well, that was and where all. he first came up. Yeah, you know, you know, he 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 was with the Astros when he really got very successful, and 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 that, and then he went with the Rangers and did have some success there. Were Were you going to games as a fan, like when J.R. Richard was pitching? And I guess that would have been Nolan would have been on that same staff. And I remember those Astros. Uh, I went to a few games, didn't, you know, go to a great number of them. But uh, I remember J.R. Richard. And remember, I loved to watch him on TV. Boy, he could look at that hitter. And if I'd been a hitter, (laughs) I would have been scared to death. And I had a number of our players that played back during the J.R. Richards era. And he said it was amazing when J.R. was going to pitch for the Astros a number of the star players on the other team took a day off. <laughs> that, that, that JR was just <laughs> so powerful in, in his look. And I became friends with JR. He had the biggest hands I had ever, ever seen. He, he, he obviously had some off the field issues that he ran into, but my goodness, he was, uh, you're he right. Was he was intimidating. And, yeah. And, you know, he came out of Louisiana and, and, and again, just another person that had great athletic skills. Yeah, well, it's uh, I tell you, it's just so fun to get to visit with you. And uh, and by the way, last thing I was going to ask you that 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 chant that national championship that that the Baylor men. I mean, that as far as all we've had a lot of great Baylor moments. We've had some low points, some high points. Did that uh, was that about as good as you've ever felt after a well, sporting it, it event? It was good for Baylor, but man, think back. The the Big Twelve and the Southwest Conference goes back. The two together go back over a hundred years, mm-hmm. and there's some pretty good teams that were in the old Southwest Conference and the Big Twelve. Baylor's the only team to ever win the national championship in basketball that came from the Big Twelve or the old Southwest Conference. None of them had ever done it. Texas Western and, and El Paso won back in the 50s, but they were certainly not in our conference. But this is the first team in Texas, outside of Texas Western, that has won a national championship. That's such a distinction, and there had never been a championship in the Big 12 or the Old Southwest Conference, going back was, over 100 years. That is amazing to think about, even with Guy V. Lewis, and as you said, those unbelievable teams and uh, only Haskins did it, uh, and uh, that is that is an amazing thing to think about. Okay, will you come see me, by the way, when I open up this new studio in Salado? Uh, you gave me the idea. I want to open that thing up right there on Main Street. You and bet my son lives just, there. There's a lot yeah. going on in, in Salado, and they have a lot of good things you can buy there, but they sure do have some good food as you walk up and down the street. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I, I have a way of finding some pretty good food when I'm out and about, and uh, and they've got some uh, Johnny. So absolutely, you give you give me a time, and I'll be there. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I I really appreciate it. Great catching well, up with you. Welcome back to your slot again. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be back uh, four to six, and then uh, 
I uh, I really appreciate it, Drake, and great to great to visit with you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thanks, there man. he goes. You bet. There he goes, Drayton McLean Jr., uh, who uh, his family and, and Drayton's done so much for, for Baylor and, of course, McLean Stadium. That is, uh, he uh, was the one who gave the lead gift there, and that is why it is McLean Stadium. 